Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 547, coming to you on the 12-12, December 12th, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> uh, the year of our Lord, 2023, and today is a Texas Tuesday. And before we get into the meat of the program, let me remind you, the best way you can help me and my four listeners make a difference is to like, share, and subscribe to this program. If you follow this program, please subscribe. If you subscribe, please follow. If you do either one of those, you need to like it. You need to share it. You need to help me out here. We can make a difference. As we drift into the primary season here in Collin County, Texas, it is the election cycle for 2024 coming upon us, and we can, we can perhaps affect the outcome. We can have a word be put out there. We can have a say on what happens next. And I don't know about you, but that is very important to me. And the way we do that is to grow the show. And if you're feeling particularly motivated, you can rate and review this program. You can go add your comments. You can do all those things to help me and my very tired four listeners make a difference. All right, here we go. On with the show. <laughs> now, you might wonder, why the Texas Tuesday and not a Texas Tuesday? Well, we're in a holding pattern. The folks over at T&M, they turned in 100 39,000 plus signatures of people that want to be heard on the Texas Republican primary ballot. So now we wait, we wait, will the executive committee, will the chairman, will those people do the right thing and give you an opportunity to be heard? Inquiry minds want to know. Now I will say this. And this is why we're going to pivot into Texas Tuesday. There are a whole lot of other things going, particularly election related, that deserve our time. The window closed yesterday. The ballots are set. Now we have to worry about, well, worry. We have to wait on the ballot questions, right? So in the meantime, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on specifically here in Collin County, but to a lesser extent, Texas as a whole. So the primary is being set. Now we have a number of challengers for various seats. Now I, for one, have zero problem with challengers. As a matter of fact, I think if you are a decent representative of the people that you're supposed to be representing, you should not have an issue with somebody wanting to challenge you because that gives you an opportunity to come tell your story. Share what you've been doing, what you've been working on, and where we're at. Now, yes, I know it's a little challenge. Yes, I know it's going to cost a little money and some time and some effort. But here's the thing. You wanted this job. You are here to represent us. The best way you can do that is to actually show up and tell the people what's going on. Speak freely. Speak often. So that being said, there are what I would call challenges that don't make sense, uh, challenges that are along the lines of a Don Quixote challenge. And again, I'm not saying that to cast disparities or 
<laughs> that's not the word I was looking for. I, I'm not dispersions. Thank you. I'm not looking to talk down to these folks as long as they went into it, knowing what they were getting themselves into, right? If you're going to run in a race and you think you have a very good chance of winning by all means, if you're going to run in a race just to prove a point, that's an entirely different ball game. Now, I think this time, unlike the many times before, there are a large number of races that are just being run to prove a point. And to be honest with you, I take no offense at that. I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good for the Republic. I think it's good for the candidates. I think it's good for the parties, party. I think it is a net positive. You need to know what it is you're getting and who's there doing what they said they were going to do. And this is the best way to accomplish that. Now, I got to be also equally honest. I like my congressman. I think he's done a solid job. Is he perfect? No. Nobody's perfect. You shouldn't expect perfect. But you definitely want somebody that's going to be there the vast majority of time and on all the core issues stands there and does the right thing. We're blessed in Cowling County Congressional District 3. We've got that guy. That being said, there are a number of people that think they can do a better job. We will spend time talking about that going forward because they deserve a fair hearing. They they deserve consideration. And once you've considered, then you need to make your decision. And hopefully you make an educated decision to be fair to everybody that's involved. But that's part of the process. The same thing could be said for the Texas House seats or the Texas Senate seats that are being contested. And I, for one, was thrilled to hear that in HD 62, you're going to get a choice. And that Shelley Luther has recovered well enough and is feeling well enough and has recruited help to come back in that she feels like she can make a go at it in 62. I'm encouraged by that. And it's a legit primary this time, maybe. And we've got maybe a fair fight. I'm looking forward to that. Let's see what happens. Collin County's got four Republicans that all have challengers. Uh, actually, I guess technically five, if you count uh, 33, uh, <laughs> which is basically Rockwell County. And Dennis London, love you, buddy. You've got a massive uphill battle. And allegedly, Justin Holland's a good, Repu- or good Republican conservative. So there you go, folks. That'll be interesting. We'll watch that one. But again, the majority of that's outside of Collin County. Collin County is going to have very little say on what plays out there. But we do have HD 61, HD 66, HD 67, HD 89. Did I say HD 61, 66, 89? Yeah, yeah, I got all, I got the four. The problem is, <laughs> see, you've got to do this stuff off the top of your head. And you <laughs> step into it. HD 70, where we have a Democrat. For whatever reason, we don't have a good contender. And, and in that situation, it's, it's, it almost looks like to me that we've done nothing more than rearrange the deck chairs. You know, on the Titanic. HD 70 should be a Republican seat. Now, it might be a squishy Republican seat. It might, it might be something that, you know, is purple. But I will tell you, I will take a purple Republican over a Democrat, especially in a seat that is close any day. 
But it seems as though we have ceded that seat. We've not put in the effort, the energy to recruit and find a really good candidate. Now, my understanding was we have at least one decent candidate. Now, that remains to be seen. I haven't seen the list. I haven't taken the effort to go look into the list. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that we've got at least one maybe two decent candidates that we can build up into really good, solid contenders against an incumbent Democrat that probably should have never won the seat in the first place. But while we're talking about this, let's revisit two years ago, if you will. Two years ago, we had a guy that came out of nowhere uh, that was led into a good fight and made it to a runoff and then lost the runoff to a metropolitan squish. Now, there maybe was some hmm, shady things that went on there. Maybe it wasn't proven. Nobody followed up on it. So what was done was done. We ended up with the purple candidate. Some would say rhino. Some would say squish, but, or, or, you know, fine, whatever. But would you rather get 60% or 0%? Right. And and the the theory was out of a number of people that were in that district that it was better to help the Democrat win because then we can replace them later with a good Republican. And I would say to those people in HD 70, where is that good Republican? You've had 18 months. What have you been doing? I think you've been so fixated on doing things that are not related to getting a good Republican candidate for HD 70 that you damage the party. You damage the outcome of HD 70 because you wouldn't put aside petty differences. Now, as we, as we're pivoting now, right, we're, we're getting out of the uh, primaries that we've talked about We're I've referenced the idea that we're basically rearranging the chairs on the deck as HD 70 is going down. And I think a lot of this had to do with people's preferences, people's personalities. They weren't willing to put policy or practicality even over their own preference or over their own personality. And we're going to pay the consequence for that. See, Collin County used to have five, I'm sorry, four I guess technically it was five. We'll we'll go with five. Five Texas House reps. Now, we weren't always satisfied with them. We we didn't think they were perfect. Some of them were disappointing. But we had five that were at least agreeably on our team for the most part. Now we have essentially six House reps that are representing in Collin County for us. And for our troubles... We got a Democrat. So now we've negated the one extra seat that we picked up. So we really only have now four House reps, four Texas Republican House reps. Now, again, we can argue about the quality or whatever you want to with those guys, but they're Republicans. I don't think anybody doubts the Republicans. They're, they're more conservative than a Democrat counterpart, but we gave up HD 70. In fact, what's interesting to me is 
none of those house reps seem to have lifted a finger to help us find, recruit, and build up a qualified candidate for HD70. And I wonder why that is. Because they sacrificed HD70 to their own protection. Now, I've heard the arguments why they did that. And respectfully, I'm not buying it, but... Be that as it may, you would think that they would throw in and try and find, recruit, or encourage somebody that was a good, solid candidate that had personality, that had presence, that had money, that had some name recognition, that actually wanted to step up and get rid of the Democrat. But we didn't do that. We fixated on personality differences. We fixated on our personal preferences instead of focusing on policy, practicality. What could we do? How can we improve this? No, no, no. It was more important to some of these folks to shoot at people at their own team. It was more important to focus on somebody that deviated slightly from them. And here we go. Now we're looking at more time, more effort, and more energy being spent on potentially primary the four Republicans that we have representing us in Collin County. Now, again, keeping in mind, we have two that partially cover Collin County, but just the four primary people, right? 61, 66, 67, and 89. Now, look, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm disappointed with some of the things they've done. I'll be the first to tell you that I think we could do better. I'm the first to tell you that I have zero problem with any candidate facing a challenger ever. But you spend all this energy and effort to find people to primary people that we already have when we took the eye off the ball and didn't pay any attention and didn't do anything to address the issue in HD 70. And on top of it, we spent an enormous amount of time fighting and arguing over a municipal election that we should have never done what we did in. We, we nuked our own future by being fixated on things that were beyond the understanding of the people that made the decisions. Now, I don't know about you, but I think that's rather short-sighted. I don't know about you, but I think that was very foolish. Unfortunately, it wasn't on the chairman, because the chairman would have known better. The chairman does know better. That would be the former chairman. Nope, nope. It was on a number of people that thought they knew better. They thought they knew better not only about, or I'm sorry, not only better than the 150 people that belong on the executive committee, but the 1.2 million people that are in actually Collin County as a whole. And they recoiled at the very suggestion that maybe they don't know best. In fact, not only did they reject that, they were offended and decided to get angry about it. And, and it wasn't even meant to be a battle or a fight or uh, a put down. It was just an observation. How can you, a couple dozen people, feel that you know better than 1.2 million people, much less you know better than 150 people that are all on your team and want the same things? But again, they took their personal preference. Hmm? their personality, and put that above policy. They put it above practical outcomes. Now, the question is why? That is a good question. You need to ask them. And they're not that hard to figure out who these folks are 
because a good number of them are still around. And I will, I like these people generally. I agree with them the vast majority of the time, but it's as if they can't see the big picture. It's as if they don't want to see the big picture. And if you doubt me, just go back and revisit yesterday's episode when I talked about the big picture, the whole concept that you have to understand what's going on around you and how does what you're doing fit in the larger scheme of things. Now, I've spoken in the past about building a bench, the need to get people involved at lower levels or at entry levels to build them up, to educate them, to inform them, to prime them to do more and better. But we can't do that if we're too busy gutting our future over minor disagreements. Now, one of the interesting things that took part yesterday in or that took place yesterday a friend of mine is going to be running for the county chair. Now we went to all these great lengths to get elected a good county chair when it was necessary to replace the outgoing county chair. And it was my understanding at the time that the guy was agreeable to stick around for two more years. And I was all in on that situation, but I'm not sure what changed. I'm not sure what the rationale was but I trust the guy enough to know that there was something else going on, that there's another reason that there there's a, a justification for what's going on. So now we have a guy now here's the thing. And this is, this is why I want to bring this up. He and I disagree on a very important distinction, but an unimportant application or maybe I've got that backwards. No, I think I'll stick with that. The distinction is the gentleman believes the convention of States is a good and viable opportunity to fix the problems that we have with the constitution or our government. And to be fair, I don't actually disagree with that being one constitutional or two, an option. The, the major disagreement is I don't think we have the people available and the people that are going to be involved that are actually going to stick through that and make the difference or the changes that we believe would be necessary in order to pull it off. He's a firm supporter of that. I am not. That being said, I trust the guy. I respect the guy. I'm friends with the guy. And I'm going to support his candidacy. We've agreed to disagree on this. We've agreed to disagree, but not be disagreeable. There's a certain amount of trust and respect that we have for each other. And I'm comfortable with the idea that we can differ on this issue because the reality is as an application, the chances of a constitutional convention occurring are extremely low. A convention of states happening because that's the terminology they prefer is extremely low. So on something that is highly unlikely to occur, I'm not going to break fellowship over. I am not going to lose a good ally over. I am not going to break a friendship over something like that, especially when I understand the rationale, the reasoning, and the preferred outcome on his behalf. Because we actually agree on those things. We're on the same page with those things. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think he necessarily knows what's going to happen. I think uh, he's overly mm, optimistic and I don't see that as a bad thing either because Lord knows I could use some more optimism. 
So that being said, that's something that I put aside. So I have a preference. He has a preference. But as a practical matter, as a political entity, we need to be willing to set that aside and work on all the other things that we agree on. As a matter of fact, that most of the things that he would look to accomplish through a convention of states, I would look to accomplish by other means. So we are actually on the same page. We are on the same team. We're just going to set aside the difference of application and focus on the goals, focus on what we can do. And let me tell you, that's what we need to have happen at a much greater level within the state. Collin County is one of the most important Republican counties in the state of Texas. I believe Denton County is still nominally red. I believe Tarrant County is still nominally red. I know Montgomery County is red. These are four big counties and it matters that we do the right thing. It matters that we show up and we vote. It matters that we make a difference. So I'm very grateful that the former chair in Denton County stepped down to run for SD30 and I hope he gets his butt kicked. Don't know that it's going to happen, but I hope that he loses and loses bigly. <laughs> but I don't know that that's going to happen. And I'm hopeful that the new county chair there is going to do a good job and is going to partner with Cowan County because let's face it, we've got Frisco and we've got Prosper that overlap both counties. It's very important what happens in those cities for the future of both counties. And I would love to see some coalition building, some interaction. And I think that my potential future chair and the new chair over there in Denton County would be glad to work on those proposals together. They would be very interested to see the outcome. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think Plano might even cross county lines. Not a hundred percent sure, but, but I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm sure that they do in one point or another. That being said, what, whether the distinctions there or not, Plano's a very important city. Frisco's a very important city and Prosper's going to become even more important as a city going forward. And we need to be working together and building a coalition and getting people out there to work up the chain and to do the right things for the communities that they serve and to do it with an R after their name and sticking by our principles. And we can't do that if we're so busy shooting each other, not only in the foot, but in the back. So the question is, can't we all just get along? Can't we set aside our minor differences and work on the things that we actually agree upon and care about? Uh, there's another individual that lives down in Plano. Now, I like the guy personally. We get along. The, the guy spends an awful lot of time worrying about things that the reality of them being an issue is slim to none, especially at the county level and even more so at the city level. I get it. I respect it. I, I don't think he's even wrong, but I think he's got a misplaced priority. But rather than beat the guy up about it, rather than create an enemy, no, I talk to the guy. I'm friendly to the guy. We, we focus on the things that we agree upon and we want to get things done because that's how you get things done is you set aside the minor things that maybe bother you or that you disagree on and focus on what you can work together on. You focus on the better outcome. And I just wish the Republican Party would take the time to reassess itself and understand that that's what we need to do to win. I mean, the Democrats fight all day long amongst themselves, but at the end of the day, when a decision is made, they go forward 
And they remember who their enemy is. They remember who their opposition is. But here in the Republican Party, particularly here in Collin County, we have some members of the county party that are more fixated on taking out people that are on their own team than focusing on the problem, which are the Democrats, which are the progressives, which are the leftists, which are the liberals. No, no, no. This person on my team isn't completely in lockstep with me. They're the mortal enemy of all that is good and righteous. They are rhinos because we disagree on this or that issue. How depressing. How sad. How short-sighted. I had a conversation here a few months ago friend of mine informed me that it was perceived as I was part of the old boys network. Now I'm sorry. I I didn't laugh in the face. I did chuckle. I did smirk. And then I said, you do realize I came out of the tea party. You do realize I'm a Ron Paul guy. You do realize that I was as far on the outside edge of the party back in 2012 and 2014 as possible. And because I stuck around, because I was involved, because I did the work, because I agreed to partner with people on the things that we agree upon, I made it in leadership positions. I've made some amount of influence. I've earned a lot of people's respect. I'm not alone in this. In fact, I went so far as to say is the vast majority of the people in leadership of the Collin County Republican Party are in fact grassroots activists that worked, that invested and bided their time, quite frankly, and are now in positions of authority. They're now in positions of influence and they are making a difference. And you new folks that have come in, Some of them are Trumpsters. Some of them are just MAGA in general. Okay, that's fine. That's great. But we're not your enemy. We're the trailblazers. We're the ones that were doing the work before you ever showed up. We actually support most of the things you support. There are minor disagreements. Yes. There are applicational differences. Yes. But why would you try and take us out? Why wouldn't you want to partner with us and work with us and get the things done that we want to all do? Instead of trying to differentiate yourself so you can take somebody out, why wouldn't you focus on the things that we agree upon so we can get the things done, so we can fight back, so we can push back against the progressives, so we can push back against the leftists, so we can push back against those people that actually think it's a good idea to take pornographic material and read it to little children while being dressed as something they were not born as. This should be something that is very agreeable and common sense in the Republican Party. Now, I know not every Republican is a conservative. I know not every Republican is an evangelical Christian. I know that not every Republican is a white guy. And in my book, all three of those are actually pretty good things. I don't want everybody to be me. Actually, I want you to be like me. I want you to be able to set aside your minor differences. And I want you to always advocate for liberty. But apart from that, I don't really care. I want you to come to the team and say, hey, you know what, Callis? I don't agree with you on this. Or, or you know what? My primary language was not English. 
That's not the first language I left. Or you know what? My parents don't look like you. Or you know what? I came from a different country, but I've been here for 20 years and I love America. I love Texas even more. And I want to do what's best for Texas going forward. And I want to sacrifice my time, my energy, my effort, my fortune to protect liberty and to protect Texas. How can we do this together? That's what I want to see. None of that requires you to look like me, to talk like me, have parents that are similar to mine, or were born in the state of Wisconsin and relocate to Texas. None of that is required. What is required is we can put aside our minor differences and focus on the big picture. Now, I'm here to tell you that there cannot be a future for Texas if the Republican Party can't do that. Now, I know some folks out there several that I know would love nothing more for the Republican party to implode one, because well, maybe that helps the libertarians Two, maybe that helps the constitutionalists. Those are all fair points, but the fact of the matter is where the Republican party loses, the Democrat party gains the progressives gain the leftists gain the perverts gain. So while you, my friends might not be big Republicans, you may not be, quote-unquote Christian conservatives, certainly you can see we're on the same team. We're fighting the same fights. We are co-belligerents. Our Jewish friends that are part of the Republican Party of Collin County or even Dallas, they see this. They understand it. They get it. In fact, they probably get it better now than they did three to five years ago, but they still get it. What I need is for my Catholic brothers and sisters out there. Hey, look, I know you guys have a consistent policy of life. Most of you, your church teaches that now the hippie Pope, not so much, but the church believe that. Do you really think the Democrat party's ever, ever been in support of life? Oh no, they're all about protecting criminals. They're protecting the guilty, the convicted, but not innocent life. If you doubt me, just look at their policies. And if you look at all their policies, anybody that believes in individual liberty, anybody that believes in personal responsibility, there's really only one party that makes a difference for you in the state of Texas. Now, yes, you're going to be out of lockstep on several things. I get it. I, 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 I feel your pain, if you will. <laughs> I have no qualms about our differences, but I will tell you, I believe our differences are minor. I believe those differences can be overlooked for the greater good. Yes. That's a very dangerous term, isn't it? How many things have been sacrificed for the greater good? I'm not asking you to sacrifice anything. I'm not asking you to give up anything. What I'm asking you is to walk away from progressive leftists. What I'm asking you is to set aside supporting those policies that are ultimately damaging to the very people that you say you're concerned about. What I'm asking you to consider is here in the Collin County Republican party, we're fighting a battle amongst ourselves. We're, we're so concerned about people being all on the same team. You're not going to hear a word I say until we solve our internal problems here. Are you? 
And I don't fault you and I don't blame you. But what I'm doing is I'm saying this publicly so those that are on my team, those that ought to know better, will be able to perhaps consider the ramifications about what I just spelled out. Nobody's going to want to come and join our team. Nobody's going to want to be a part of our organization if we're so busy tearing each other down that we can't get stuff done. And that's where we're at. The question is, here in Texas, what are we going to do next? How are we going to go forward? How are we going to continue to make a difference? The good news is, that's what nine out of my every 10 episodes I do is about. How do we do the next good thing? How do we make the next step? So, aside from telling you to please join me, to like, share, and follow this program, I'm going to tell you my out tag. Until then, I will see you on the other side.